Hello everyone, it's Ryan Croto here from the Elite Physical Therapy Podcast. For those of you who are new listeners to the Elite Physical Therapy Podcast, we are an outpatient-based physical therapy company based in Rhode Island, and we have one clinic in Southern Massachusetts that evaluates and treats a plethora of conditions and injuries. This podcast series is a way to get you, the listeners, important information you need to know to stay healthy, avoid and prevent injury, help self-treat basic injuries, and just learn more about the physical therapy field in general. Today, I am joined by Nicole D. Cristoforo, who is a treating physical therapist at our North Smithfield location. Uh, Nicole, if you could say hello to the listeners for us. Hi, everyone, and thanks, Ryan, for having me on today. Um, my name is Nicole. I'm a physical therapist at Elite Physical Therapy. I've been working here for five years now, and like Ryan said, I work at our North Smithfield Clinic. Yeah, so... I'm glad to have you on, Nicole. Today, we're going to be the subject or the topic we're going to be focusing on is running, running mechanics, how to prevent um, running injuries, things of that nature. Um, so especially this is going to be perfect since it's summertime and it's beautiful weather out. So um, a lot of people are going to be able to get a lot of great information from you, Nicole, here. Um, but before we get into today's topic, I just want to have you kind of just uh, share your story on, you know, where you grew up, went to college, how you decided to become a physical therapist and kind of what got you uh, into running in the first place and what you've been doing for running with with COVID and everything. Yeah, definitely. So I grew up in North Kingstown, Rhode Island, and I actually primarily primarily played basketball growing up. And I started running cross country for the first time in middle school, almost as just a way to stay in shape for basketball season. And then um, as I got into high school and like met the teammates there on that cross country team. Like some of those people are my best friends to this day. And I just really got into running a lot more in, in high school. So I've done cross country and track, indoor and outdoor track in college as well. I went to Springfield College for, you know, to run and for the physical therapy program, obviously. So that was great. And then since graduating, I really increase my distance to start trying some marathons. Um, I never thought I'd be able to do one, but you know, you just kind of have to keep increasing your mileage and then you just get there. My most recent goal was actually to compete in the 2020 Boston Marathon, um, which unfortunately due to COVID and everything going on, got postponed and then officially canceled, which was a bummer, but obviously like I agree with the decision and luckily for me, I'll have other opportunities to be able to do it in the future. Um, yeah, during COVID, like running has definitely been a huge outlet for me. It's my favorite form of stress relief and exercise. And we're just lucky that even though we're restricted with going a lot of places right now, like as long as you're pretty much distancing yourself and can get outside, it's still safe to run. So I've been doing that, although not as rigorously as I would if I was still following my marathon training plan and whatnot. <laughs> Well, as uh, someone who's just started running, I definitely have kind of you to look <laughs> look up to in this respect. I'm training for a 10K right now, but um, this leads to, yeah. yeah, exactly. And the goal is from 10K to try to get to half marathon. And then I don't know if I can do a full marathon, but we'll <laughs> see. I mean, it sounds like you said the same thing to yourself, but then you were able to train for it. So I guess we'll see where my head's at. Um, but this leads us into a good segue if just if you want to talk about the general, you know, wellness uh that comes along with you know running for example i know you talked about stress relieving and i feel that way too but just how it can improve um strength and tone in your muscles and uh kind of your cardiovascular system as well if you want to briefly touch upon that definitely well i think running is probably one of the, the best ways to improve your cardiovascular endurance um 
as well as muscle strength, then, you know, when we get into our injury section, you'll see a lot of runners are strong in like certain muscle groups in one plane of motion. Most of us run in a straight line unless you're playing a sport that involves multi-directional movement. So we can be weak in a lot of like outer hip muscles and glute muscles and things like that. Um, I like to combine my running with doing yoga and like strength training too, just because that makes you more well-rounded. Um, but yeah, for me, the, the biggest, I guess, benefit of running is keeping me in shape, muscle tone. Um, luckily, I feel like I can eat kind of what I want when I want, although <laughs> I would probably run more efficiently if I paid a little bit more attention to my nutrition. Yeah, um, definitely can get away with some cheat days if you're a runner. Yeah, just like. <laughs> But let's let's get into that. Let's get into the talking about the injuries and kind of we'll start off from a PT perspective. So when you have someone come in and say they're a runner and they're having some type of um, lower extremity or leg pain, whether it's um, foot, ankle, knee, hip, uh, what is something you look for as a therapist, especially like a, someone who's an avid runner? Uh, what are you looking for specifically when they come into the clinic um, that you might look at differently than someone who's just coming in with general leg pain but isn't a runner? Right. So, I mean, obviously we start all of our physical therapy examinations with taking the patient's history. And first of all, you would want to know just like how long they've been running for, how often, like what their mileage is, um, kind of shoes they wear. So just like lots of external questions to get a gauge of as to like, did they just jump into this all too quickly? Is it an overuse injury? So lots of just subjective questioning. But then when I'm actually looking at the person during the assessment, like you basically have to do a full body assessment, obviously watching them walk first, because you have to understand the normal walking cycle before you would even get into running. Um, it's a very mechanical kind of assessment. So you have to look at their core and their hips and then pretty much how all the lower extremity joints move, because although the foot is the first thing that hits the ground when you run, like it, it can lead to problems higher up the chain. So it's important to just like not zone in on just the area of injury but really look at kind of like the whole lower extremity and body yeah the whole kinetic chain yeah so mm -hmm. let's have you kind of discuss then what are normal or what is required more so for normal running mechanics all right so for normal running mechanics obviously the foot is the first thing that hits the ground so when you land on your foot and then you're progressing through that like stance phase you have to have enough motion at your ankle and your big toe in order to like rock through that um so normally that's at least 20 degrees of what we call as physical therapist ankle dorsiflexion and then 60 degrees at your big toe. Um, then when you look up at the knee, um, your knee never fully straightens when you're running. It's always going to be a little bit bent. Um, but really where you need to look at is the patient's like hip and core because a lot of times runners have weak hips. So you might see that like as they're standing on one leg, their opposite hip kind of drops during the running cycle. You might see that one of their knees kind of caves in. Um, and that's actually usually a problem up at the hips or core. So we really need to be like looking for those things. Um, some other things you want to look at would be if they like toe out a lot while running um, or if their back foot or the stance, the swing foot, I should say. Kind of crosses over like those all those things that you're assessing can lead you to uh, basically troubleshoot different injuries and things gotcha so i mean that's another perfect segue making my job very easy here <laughs> as the host to kind of go into now what are the most common injuries you are seeing with runners when they come into the clinic 
and how are you assessing them and treating them? I would say the most common injury is what we call patellofemoral pain syndrome, um, which is basically a really vague term for like pain in the front of the knee. Um, it a lot of times occurs in like adolescents that have just gone through a growth spurt, so their muscles might not have really caught up to like their bones yet, but they also are likely weak at their hips or and core, which puts a lot more extra stress on the knee. Um, that kind of also ties into what we call IT band syndrome. Your mm. IT band is a big strip of fascia that starts up at your hip and connects down to the outer portion of your knee. And there's a lot of muscles like your quadriceps and your hamstrings that connect into that IT band. Um, so a lot of times if that's tight, especially on females who have usually a little bit wider hips, so they have a different angle there, um, that can cause a lot of outer knee pain. Um, yeah, I know IT band syndrome is also um, pretty common in cyclers too. It's that kind of yeah. flexion extension motion where the distal part of the IT band is kind of rubbing over the lateral aspect of the knee on a lot exactly. of people. But I didn't mean to interrupt. Keep going. I'm sure you, there's there's plenty or a plethora of injuries that runners go through. <laughs> oh, you're good. Um, a, in sprinters more so, you see sometimes hamstring strains. Um, and then when you get down to like the foot, you see a lot of tendonitis, whether it's the Achilles tendon, the posterior tibialis tendon, uh, obviously runners, shin splints is a common injury as well. And then plantar fasciitis for sure as well. Yeah. So all and so all the ones that Nicole just named, just for those of you who um, are not PTs or are people looking to receive treatment on these areas, they are all treatable by PT, whether it's through modalities, um, stretching, exercise, or any other fun tools we kind of have in the clinic. Um, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. These are things we see all the time and people do really well with just physical therapy treatment and get back to the activities they want to do, especially running. Yeah. And so I think the last thing, Nicole, to, um, that you want to touch upon for these people who are going to, uh, come in, receive treatment is you can kind of follow up treatment with then, uh, you have the knowledge to be able to give them a training program that allows them to not overtrain because it sounds like some of these injuries might be due to mechanical issues, um, whether it's landing, pushing off phase, things of that nature, or it could be like uh, we've discussed before the podcast, overtraining issues. Um, they're either running too much, they're not running with the correct stride, um, not giving enough rest. So if you want to talk about kind of uh, how to create a marathon or, I mean, I'm going to listen in because I would love for you to just on the air right now, give me a 10K training plan. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kind of wigging it right now. But just to train, uh, just kind of discuss that, um, how people can, you know, how you can prevent overtraining and some tips and strategies for, for new runners and people who are running and kind of getting pain in some of these areas we've discussed today. Yeah, definitely. So I think as far as injury prevention first, and I will admit I don't do this nearly as much as I should um, but a lot of like high school teams are starting to incorporate this more and more since like I was in high school, for, for instance, but like dynamic stretching or a dynamic warm up um, is more beneficial than just statically stretching or holding and counting to like 30 seconds prior to running. So that way so you're described as dynamic stretching to those who don't know what dynamic stretching is versus static. Exactly. So dynamic stretching, you perform a series of movements that replicate those inherent to the sport that you're going to be performing. So basically you're getting your heart rate rate up, you're warming up the muscles that you're about to use before running. So this might be just like taking a, I don't know, 25 foot space that you can walk back and forth and doing some high knee pulls, 
um, butt kicks, like stretching the hamstrings, walking on your heels, your toes, leg swings, things like that to warm up the muscles first. And then static stretching is still important, but it's more beneficial to do that after running. Gotcha. To really work okay. on your flexibility and your muscle length. And then getting into, I guess, more like you were asking about a training program. So a lot of times you just want to make sure you're not doing too much too soon. Generally, the rule of thumb is you don't want to progress more than like they call it the 10 to 15% rule. So regardless of what your mileage is, you don't want to um, increase more than that like a week at a time. So if you're training for a marathon and your goal is to run 60 miles per week, which is quite a lot, like you don't want to increase more than six to nine miles at a time. But then again, if you're more of a beginner runner or your, your goal might be to run 10 miles per week, then again, you only want to increase one to 1.5 miles at a time, like per week. Because gotcha. um, if you just make like a super big jump like that, then that's usually when you run into trouble. And then I know for me, when I'm marathon training, I'll do like a ramp up of like two to three weeks of ramping up. And then that third, fourth week, I'll do an easy week. So if I'm doing like, uh, say a 14 mile run is a long run, then a 16 mile run, then an 18 mile run, then that fourth week, I'll drop back down to like 14, just to give myself like an easier week because your body needs that. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like I'm actually ramping up. I'm ramping up at like, um, a mile, um, to half a mile every week. It's like a mm-hmm. longer training program than one I looked up, but glad to know those are some great tips and strategies I will definitely yeah. to incorporate into my running, um, for sure. Um, and then just also to make sure like you give yourself some easy runs and that they truly are like an easier pace. Cause a lot of people will increase their volume or their mileage, but they'll also increase the intensity at the same time. And that can be too much. So you really want some runs that are like a lot slower than what your average case might be. Yeah, you definitely have some people who want to go out there and try to run a very fast mile or a couple miles instead of kind of pacing themselves for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, awesome. All great strategies and tips. Like I said, I'm definitely gonna have to introduce some of these into my running program that I'm going through right now. And um, so Nicole, the last question I kind of ask everyone on the podcast, uh, and I know as therapists, we like to treat a plethora of conditions, but if you had to pick one, what is your favorite to treat in the clinic? Um, so my favorite running related injuries, that, is that what you're asking? Yeah, what well, we make it uh, running related. I think I enjoy patellofemoral pain syndrome just because you do have to look more at the whole body. You're doing a lot of core strengthening, like outer hip strengthening. Um, working on flexibility and just mechanics. It's such like a mechanical diagnosis. So you kind of have to address the whole person. And um, there's a lot of like fun exercises you can do with that, like really challenging someone with single leg stance and balance and their ability to control their body in like different planes of motion. Because even though running is primarily a straight plane of motion sport, like you have to be able to control your body in like a side to side motion or like a diagonal motion to to truly like build the muscles that you need to be strong to prevent these running related injuries. Gotcha. No, awesome. Um, well, uh, Nicole, thank you for your time uh, and all the information you just gave us, especially for those, like I said, who are going to be looking into running or having running related injuries. So thank you again for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, I would also 
Love to thank all the viewers who tuned in for today's episode. We appreciate all of our listeners and followers here at the Elite Physical Therapy Podcast. Just want to, once again, with the friendly reminder to follow us on all of our social media platforms, such as Instagram and Facebook, by just typing in Elite Physical Therapy. And if you have any aches or pains, planning having uh, uh, any elective surgery, or you have any running-related injuries right now, uh, you could always go and see Nicole in North Smithfield. But uh, if you can't... uh, come in the clinic directly you can always reach us at our main number at 401-737-4581 to schedule an appointment or you can check us online at our website at elitephysicaltherapy.com to check out our locations and schedule appointments through that as well uh and tune in for our episode next week i do not know right off the top of my head who we'll be having on but uh it will obviously be another great guest so i look forward to seeing you all then. Bye.